I am from beyond. Slay your enemies and all you desire shall be yours. Nothing you dream of is impossible for me to accomplish, says the Beyonder in Secret Wars. This week, we are talking about Secret Wars issues 7 through 12. And if you missed last week's, that's when we covered issues 1 through 6. Secret Wars was published in 1984 all the way through 1985. It was 12 issues, written by Jim Shooter, and art was by Mike Zeck and Bob Layton. And editor was Tom DeFalco. We had a blast covering this series, and, you know, we want you to have fun with us. So make sure you head on over to Facebook and join the Splash Pages Comic Book Club, where each week we all get together and talk about awesome comics. So enough Gavin, let's talk about Secret Wars. Here we go. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds Coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. You're watching The Dorkening. Stay tuned. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Splash Pages, the comic book club, your weekly dive into your favorite graphic novels and comic books. Their mission, to fight injustice, to right that which is wrong, and to serve all mankind. Happy Tuesday, everybody. We are talking comics. It's going to be a fun show. We're talking about Secret Wars. And with us, as always, we have the Velvet Joker. How's it going, my friend? Good. Good evening. How is everyone doing tonight? Doing great. Chris, how's it going? Hey, what's up? I don't know why the picture will not come up for some reason now. <laughs> no worries. Don't worry about it. Uh, but I am going to, let's see, we do have the comics here. I'm going to bring them up and uh, let's see. Okay. I uh, got a bunch of people watching, so uh, we definitely want to hear your comments about Secret Wars. And this was the latter half. Uh, if you go back to last week, we covered the first half. And uh, so this is covering Spectacular. Sorry, not Spectacular Spider-Man. Uh, Secret Wars, uh, volume 7 through 12. I am to beyonder. Slay your enemies and all you desire shall be yours. Nothing you dream of is impossible for me to accomplish. 
Uh, so with Secret Wars, the most powerful heroes and villains in the Marvel Universe square off on Battleworld with the victor promised their greatest dreams and desires. And we learn more about this in the uh, completing episodes. It's written by Jim Shooter, artist by Mike Zek and Bob Layton. This introduces the Beyonder and also a shadow uh, person we saw from issue six. And uh, this was a 12-issue event from 1984 to 1985. It features the Avengers, the X-Men, the Fantastic Four, Spider-Man, Magneto, Doctor Doom, and a ton more. Drawn from Earth across the stars, the Marvel Universe's great villains and heroes are set up against one another by a mysterious and unbelievably powerful Beyonder, with the winner promised the ultimate prize. But as battle lines are drawn, new alliances forged, and old enemies clash, one of them is not willing to settle for anything less than godhood. Can even the combined might of the Avengers, Spider-Man, and the Fantastic Four, and the X-Men prevent Doctor Doom from becoming the most powerful being in the universe? Uh, so this was my first read. Uh, and unfortunately, I, I should have read this when I was a kid. <laughs> um, okay, so Velvet Joker. Yes, sir. Issues 7 through 12. What, right. were your, what were your initial thoughts? Well, we've got battles and uh, uh, oh, and we oh, we had the wasp die, and yeah. then really she was brought back to life. Imagine that a comic hero not not staying dead. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was it was so surprising. Yeah, it was. Uh, she was brought back to uh, death by uh, Zaji. Was it? Yes. Yeah. Um, and the mysterious woman is revealed to be Spider Woman, but not the Spider Woman we know. Right. New uh, Spider Woman. Encyclopedia and Chris, uh, can you explain? Um, yeah, that's uh, the uh, so the other Spider Woman um, was in a coma or in limbo or something at the time. I don't really 100% remember. Uh, her series had ended and they wanted to do another Spider Woman. Um, so they came up with um, this one, uh, Julie uh, Carpenter, and she is a single mom from Detroit uh, going through a divorce, uh, which we learned later on in the main Spider Man book. Um, and this is where like Spider-Man kind of gets the idea to copy her costume when he happens to um, get something of his very own, uh, which which we will cover in just about another issue or two. Um, but uh, I do distinctly remember her just showing up and just being like, cool, black and white Spider-Woman. I had no idea who the other person was. I might have had a fleeting memory of her from the cartoon, that terrible cartoon series that she's on, which is on Disney+. Plus. But um the uh what's funny is that the this spider woman would also show up on the iron man tv series and date iron man oh well uh yeah and now currently she's madam web by the way she's oh. the current madam web madam web 2 because the other madam web was murdered by craven the hunter's family okay well that kind of makes well uh so uh iron man well this iron man actually uh makes a comment on her looks later on in the issue as well because Brody was just a horn dog. <laughs> Everybody was a horn dog in us <laughs> in the eighties. Well, I mean, well, okay. So since we're covering this book in the end of the Secret Wars, in Secret Wars, what if, which is set twenty five years later, um, everyone does hook up with someone else and procreate. I mean, Captain America and Rogue. Um, I'm sorry, Carol Danvers' uh, personnel. So here's a quick thing. Rogue had recently sucked the powers out of Carol Danvers' brain and lobotomized her, putting her into a coma. 
and uh, Charles Xavier, and that personality was struggling to come through Rogue to take back control of what she had lost. And uh, in the um, Rogue doesn't really deal with that too much in this series, but in the What If, Carol Danvers completely takes over Rogue's body, and Charles Xavier dies at some point and is not able to help her um you know with his psychic powers fight off carol danvers control so carol danvers just completely takes over rogue's body and captain america bangs her and they have a kid together and then uh, the enchantress has a child with uh dr doom and thor two kids um titana and the absorbing man hook up have a kid um wasp and human torch hook up have a kid uh Rhodey, captain marvel or photon or monica rembo they die mr fantastic dies um, the thing lives, the Hulk lives, um, Spider-Man becomes a skeleton because he bonds with the symbiote. He doesn't become Venom, but he, the symbiote just eats him alive. <laughs> and this is the, the, uh, this is all in that What If series? It's a single issue of What If. It was the final issue of the oh, ongoing right. What If series before they went into one-shots, but What If it was pretty much canceled for a number of years before they brought it back as just single standalone one-shots. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were living happily ever after. Everyone was living in peace. Uh, they even um, Thor's son even goes out to where his father put down the hammer in front of a plaque that says, on this day, the heroes and villains of Battleworld set down their weapons and lived pe- happily ever after because they were stuck there. There was no going back to Earth. It was over for them. And it was one of the best written what if stories ever. Because Thor's hammer tries to pick up Thor's kid tries to pick up the hammer and he can't. And who does? Carol uh Captain Marvel's kid uh, Captain uh, Captain America's daughter. <laughs> um the so this- lizard has a kid with the enchantress too, by the way. Um <laughs> The Enchantress has, they don't write the Enchantress very well in the future What If story. She has, like, kids with, like, four different male characters. Not very well written, if you get my drift. <laughs> uh, what were you going to say there, Rich? Um, so you had an image up before. Uh, she- yeah. She-Hulk is, uh, you know, Captain America tells them to stand down after the Wasp is killed. Right. And- oh, by the way, Hawkeye and She-Hulk hook up and have a kid. <laughs> <laughs> So, so many kids. <laughs> That's the whole point of the what if. It's all about the kids now. They're like teenagers and they're all like, you know, they have no idea what Earth is. They don't know what the Avengers are. They don't know what the X-Men are. They don't know any of that. I'm sorry, by the way, uh, Charles Xavier is um, still alive, but his mutant uh, abilities have been completely diminished. And he lives inside Iron Man's old armor because he can't, he's, you know, old. Um, (laughs) And they are about to take the Hulk's uh, device that would transport them back to Earth because the Hulk is still smart. But the Watcher then shows up and Captain America is like, whoa, 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 whoa. We all know what happens if the Watcher shows up. Maybe we should rethink this and not go back to Earth because something's happening that could be that could kill us all. And so coward Captain America sends all the adults away and the kids are like, screw you. We're going to go to Earth. They go to Earth and there are sentinels everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) The rumor is the follow up is supposed to be they find out the sentinels have taken control. It's days of future past, but the sentinels are all being controlled by the vision. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yes, because by the way, oh, and Sue and Namor hooked up and got married. <laughs> okay, so, so general rule: everybody hooked up, everybody had kids. <laughs> Everyone was having uh, was was effing in a UFO, according to Rob Zombie. <laughs> okay, right. <laughs> uh, what were you going to say there, Rich, about uh, She Hulk? Oh yeah, so uh, she was super pissed, and uh, she wanted to take revenge for Wasp's death. 
and uh, she goes over to the Doctor Doom camp and starts just kicking everyone's ass all over the place. And she went there because Captain America didn't want everybody to live because they had um, Galactus just standing there on the hill, right, uh, getting his um, his uh, Earth Eater to uh, ready to devour the planet. Right, and he didn't want to deplete all the heroes' power, kicking their butts over Jan. Yeah. And then you have Professor X, he's heading back. Uh, and now he wants to play all nicey nicey, you know, um, now that he's down. And he, uh, actually, he wasn't down. Wasp was the Avengers or X Men? The Wasp was the Avengers. The Wasp was the Avengers. Okay. Okay. She might have been Avengers team leader at the time. Yeah. Because they were very like 80s, like, you know, hey, women should be in charge. So, like, the Wasp was in charge of the Avengers for a long time. And then they made. Um, Monica, Monica Rambeau, Captain Marvel, leader of the Avengers, which a lot of people forget when they talk about Monica Rambeau. And they were like, by the way, not only first female Captain Marvel, but also leader of the Avengers for a while until, you know, she got them all beaten up and sieged. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another important event is uh, Doctor Doom is found on Galactus's home and he gets absolutely spanked. The the fight with Galactus is uh, sorry. The fight with the Beyonder and Doctor Doom is awesome. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I mean that cover alone, where you have Doctor Doom just like with his armor just like beaten back. Oh, that's a great cover one. But the I think it's the next issue where his armor is just in shreds. I think that was the first issue of Secret Wars I had ever seen in my life. Uh, no, what is it going to be? Ten? Yeah, it's going to be ten. Yes. Yeah. An amazing I mean, character. I had a barely a knowledge of who Dr. Doom was when I was a kid at 10. I knew Spider-Man and his enemies, but Dr. Doom, I just knew from Spider-Man cartoons. So seeing that, I was like, I don't understand what is going on with this cover, but this is epic. <laughs> yeah, the cover is amazing. Uh, and for those of you listening to the show, Dr. Doom is absolutely, com- totally wrecked. Um, just crazy. <laughs> Now, the what's funny about the whole thing with Spider-Man and other depictions of him getting the black costume, it's like his costume isn't like in tatters or whatever, but in this or whatever, it's like he's got like his elbow poking through his costume and it like, you know, the knees are rubbed out or something. Like there's a little there's a very little damage to his costume. But retcons later on they'll show Peter and, you know, just like a tattered Spider-Man costume. <laughs> right. And, yeah. and they have that big cover, and then it's basically it's like the last scene. Oh my god! The yeah, last page. So it's like barely even like a notation. Greetings. We are the Retro Reductopus Cephala Podcast, a bi-weekly show that celebrates all the things that made growing up awesome. He's right. We wax philosophic about lots of geeky crap like old video games and movies, toys, cartoons. I don't know. Help me out here. Music. Pants. Quoting video games that don't have dialogues. Shabibers. Tasty news. Unnecessarily long Japanese onomatopoeia. Butt breathers. Uncomfortable nature facts. Or how to install a samoplange. And unlike all those other podcasts, we at Retroidocubus have an exciting rotating host schedule. Do we? We sure do. So, if you didn't like the guy flapping his gums this week, like me, worry not, gentle listener. Next week, we'll have a whole new host. Of problems. Hey. 
They might still suck, but they'll suck differently. And you know what's really cool? Retro-Octopus is part of the Dorkening and Inebriar podcast networks, with new episodes every Tentacle Tuesday. Which is like every other Tuesday. We named it. Anyways, you can listen to us at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, or any podcast player cool enough to carry the only show that celebrates all things that make growing up awesome. I think this was the actual first issue of Secret Wars I ever actually read in my entire life was issue eight because I know the connection with Venom and I was like flipping through it and flipping through it. And I'm like, I don't know who I know. I knew who the base characters were because my knowledge of Spider-Man in the Marvel Universe had been grown, but I, I didn't understand what was going on. And then it's that last panel. And I'm like, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> The but the background Venom. fight behind Spider-Man is pretty awesome. I wish we had a bigger shot of that. <laughs> and then, like, an issue or two later, he's like, hey, that's not the same costume machine I used that the X-Men are using. Right, and they have never, I swear to God, I have read almost every version of the origin of Venom, and they have never explained what the hell the symbiote was doing inside that machine at the time. Because we have currently, right now, as we speak, the King in Black happening. The King in Black is the giant null god of the symbiotes come to Earth and is kicking ass and destroying the Earth and blocking out the sun with a giant symbiote army, making it the planet of the symbiotes. They've done the origin of Venom like two other times. And they still never explain what the hell the Venom symbiote was doing inside the machine. And by the way, it's the Venom symbiote when they are bonded with somebody in the stupid Venom movie, which is one of the dumbest, worst comic book movies since Catwoman. The Venom symbiote is called Venom. And he's like, I'm a loser like you. And it's like, no, that, that not really. <laughs> well, maybe that will be uh, retconned again with, uh, uh, with the next... Um... Uh, I have a feeling after they do Carnage, they're going to jump right into Null. They they're going to they're going to do Null so fast. Uh, it just it, it doesn't make a lot of sense to do that. But after they do Carnage, I guarantee the third film will probably be Null. Yeah. Right. Well, Chris, I imagine they just didn't when as far as it coming out of the machine. I think they just didn't have it that fleshed out at that point. Well, to be honest, though, um, it has just recently been published in the last two years. There is a Spider-Man a story that was submitted by the guy who created the black costume as a contest and they decided to take his idea they paid him the the you know the the royalty fee for it um and bought his story and they adapted the story but that never saw the light of day because they announced they were going to do this multi-book crossover secret wars well multi-book but you know what i mean maxi series and they decided to redraw this black costume into what we see in this issue years later and by the way years later i mean as of 2019 they finally published the original black costume story where it was like a uh, mechanical suit created by mr fantastic hmm. And it doesn't look anything like the one that you're familiar with. Right. You could probably find it in one of the Spider-Man video games. Because if you know all those Spider-Man video games, you can unlock 30 million different costumes. There's a yeah. variation of it in like probably the most recent Sony Spider-Man game. Peter's yeah. game, not Miles. Yeah. I'll have to take a look. So this is the scene here. And uh, yeah, so I mean, his suit, he's torn up in the legs and the arm, uh, but nothing too crazy. Um, and Thor comes back with his cape and Spider-Man asks, you know, Hey, where'd you get the new cape? Yeah. And I find it funny that they didn't fix clothes for the Hulk, but Thor got his new cape. They're both coming out of the same room. Couldn't they fix something nice for Hulk? 
why does the Hulk need to wear anything other than pants? <laughs> so Thor doesn't get the uh, the thought of his junk out of his head again, like in uh, Ragnarok. <laughs> or in um, Ultimate Universe, the Hulk is just constantly naked, <laughs> and he's he, he's kind of a can. He, no, he's not kind of. He is like a cannibal, and he's probably a rapist. I don't know. Oh my. Okay, good to know. <laughs> did you ever uh, see that Saturday Night? Did you ever see the SNL skit uh, with uh, Chris Helmsworth? No. It's uh, the, right after they got done. Go watch it on YouTube. Uh, it's so damn funny. Chris Helmworth hosted Saturday Night Live. Uh, it's the Avengers. It's a reporter talking about the Avengers just defeated Ultron. And, oh, here's Thor. Chris Helmworth be like, whoa, we're going to oh, Ultron. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, Chris Kattan comes over and he's just like, oh, uh, he's playing, like, Bruce Banner. And someone's playing Captain America. And, and someone's playing Iron Man. It's it's so damn funny. <laughs> <laughs> But the Hulk says, uh, the actor playing Bruce Banner says, I think I ate somebody. And Thor's like, you ate a ton of people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so here's the uh, the scene you're talking about, Rich. Uh, and it's literally the last panel. Yeah. And he turns into Black Spider-Man, who yeah. obviously is the birth of Venom. Oh, yeah. So they can sell more. It's a big deal, especially considering the uh, King Null. Is that correct, Chris? Uh, well, yeah, uh, King in Black. I just he just refers to himself as Null. Yeah, he is like if you if you see like the images of him before he became the King in Black, he was just like this skinny ass like alien guy who crafted a sword and lived in the time before the Big Bang, and then used his sword to slice open a celestial, which is the giant floating head in Guardians of the Galaxy. In case anyone listening not understanding what a celestial is, and mixing his blood with the celestial's blood created the symbiotes. And in the Guardians of the Galaxy comic book, they explain that the um, the word for the symbiote's planet uh, was supposed to be like the name of their species. I, for- I forget what it is off the top of my head, but in Donny Cates' retcon, he kept all the continuity that has been written about Venom up to that point, so kudos to him. But then he just started adding the symbiote null god thing, and uh, that's when he explained that the word that the Guardians of the Galaxy find out the name for the symbiote planet is, uh, yes, it's the name of their planet, but the planet is keeping null contained. It's it's the word for cage. And the uh-huh. symbiotes have been trying to keep null contained because if he's unleashed, he regains control of all of them and can wreck havoc all over the universe. And the only person who's ever been able to defeat him, I think uh, they revealed in another retcon, was the Silver Surfer. It's just, uh, interesting mm-hmm. that how this story in, uh, was it 1984? is yeah. now carrying through to the, you know, 2020-2021. Right. Unbelievable, huh? And they just revealed that no, the the surfer revealed that uh he wasn't in the most recent issue the surfer revealed he is not the person who defeated Null. He had help with some from something and somebody he didn't realize he had help with. And he brings it through the symbiotes that are encasing Earth right now to find the bearer, the person who is worthy enough to bear the Enigma Force. AKA Captain Universe, uh, which is basically Marvel's way of like creating a character that is completely unstoppable for a force for good and can defeat any bad guy problem that Marvel has written themselves into a corner with. Because they've written Null so goddamn powerful. He is unbeatable in every fashionable, imaginable way possible. The only thing that can stop him is Captain Universe, which is basically like Superman, but the level of a god times 10. <laughs> <laughs> 
so, so speaking, one million. Yeah. So so speaking of all powerful, we learn uh and we'll get to, to this at the end, but the beyonder, um and the ending, I didn't really I didn't really care for it. You don't really get a conclusion for the beyonder. Um most well of the- we do in Secret well, Wars two. <laughs> Yeah, but for Secret Wars one. I mean, we, I mean, we barely see the Beyonder. Um, we never see the Beyonder. I mean, this this series, he's just like an omnipotent force, and then he decides to do a walkabout, like um, you know, God and Dogma, Kevin Smith's Dogma, yeah. and well, takes I, the body of uh, Captain uh, Steve Rogers. Well, I thought we got a glimpse of him in the very first episode. Or very no, first we just episode. had the light. Oh, okay, yeah, it was he's like just a. a- and, and a shadowy figure or a light figure per se. Gosh. Right. If you if you remember, if you saw the Spider-Man cartoon series from the nineties, he looks like the god Shaka Reef or or Cybok from Star Trek Five. Okay. <laughs> I, I think he looks like. Uh, well, it, 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 uh, I actually didn't remember that that he didn't embody any human form in this one. I guess that's not until two. Yeah. Um. Or possibly, it, in the, it, I don't know if if it was in the Thing comic book first because I remember the. The thing had a solo series, and if uh, I guess I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but he ends up staying on the uh, the planet, right? And I think, I think he has involvement with the Beyonder, the Be- Beyonder in a human form. Uh, I and he kind of looks like David Hasselhoff in a jumpsuit, right? But I think that's after the Beyonder has turned into Steve Rogers lookalike, and then decided to uh, dye his hair into long flowing, you know. Um, jerry curl because <laughs> he's oh. got a horrible horrible black curly hair and a white jumpsuit the entire rest of the time right and at one point he's some kind of weird armor uh yeah that's later on yeah that's at like the very end of it when they think they've killed him off and he turns into a baby and it's this molecule man's responsible it's so convoluted and stupid <laughs> i remember the first two issues of the secret wars 2 being fun because in the second issue uh, Luke Cage and uh, Iron Fist uh, are like, don't you know anything about money, man? This is how this is how this is how things work in the in America in the eighties. And he's just like, well, you need money. He goes, everyone needs money. I will give you all the money in the world. And he turns their Heroes for Hire building into solid gold. <laughs> um. So we are in talking about issue nine right now. The um the X Men got spanked. By Galactus, not even Galactus, his his little drones, right? And that, you know, Spider Man kicked their butts. The drones kicked their butts. X Men were not having a good time because no. Chris Claremont wasn't writing them in this story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they they definitely didn't have their their shit together during this. Um, we learn more about Spider Man's suit. It can make its own web, and it's stickier than its normal web. That's right. But they don't really go more uh, above that. I, I know there's a lot of characters, you know, to cover in the series, but. Oh, my God. Right. Yeah. And poor Colossus. He's just so lovelorn. Yes. <laughs> right. He's got an underage girl waiting for him back at home. <laughs> but, but he loves Zazi. Zazi. It's all Zazi. Yeah. Now, don't forget what happens to the human torch in uh, at the end of this story. Uh, remind me. So, thing stays on Battle World. Torch goes home to bang Alicia Masters. 
Oh, oh, oh! It wasn't covered in the comic, though. It was just no. This is like this is like the this is this this issue. We are so don't forget the the regular comic books at this time never stopped. So we are past the death of Valerie uh, Richards, Sue and um, Reed's second baby, um, and uh, She Hulk has joined the Fantastic Four, which was spoiled in the next issue after they come back from Battle World because She Hulk is standing there in a Fantastic Four costume. Which gave away the ending to this, that the Thing stays on Battleworld and She-Hulk becomes a member of the Fantastic Four, replacing him as their powerhouse. Also giving them some lawyer status, too. Also, they need a colored character, so Thing is orange, She-Hulk green. <laughs> but honestly, it brought a lot of humor to the story. It's some of the best written comics with She-Hulk as part of the Fantastic Four. Uh, because of the fact that they have another woman on the team, but also because she's, you know, she's as strong as the thing and her cousin, but she's not, you know, a savage nightmare beast woman. <laughs> and she's a lawyer. So <laughs> so uh, a majority of the the final episodes is uh, everybody against Galactus. Dr. Doom secretly trying to steal the power from Galactus and succeeds. And then uh, Dr. Doom going after the Beyonder. Right. And um, the uh, do you uh, him getting all the Beyonder powers, he goes nuts with power, fixes his face and decides that uh, he doesn't need the uh, heroes or anybody else. And he sends the villains home, but he kills all the heroes. I mean, he kills them. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and Captain America knew what was going on because he said, you know, um, even though Dr. Doom's saying or Victor's saying that, you know, he's beyond everything and he's above everything. But he Captain America says, what was the first thing he did? He fixed his face. He still has vanity. that vanity. vanity. Right. And uh, right when they figure it out, he decides to destroy all of them. What you, what you said, uh, I mean, I, I was already, it, it, you know, this, this, this was a total refresh for me. I read this originally back in 1984, 1985. And I probably haven't read it since. And uh, one of the big things that stood out for me was number one, like you said, we never saw an embodiment, a human figure of the Beyonder. It was always just a mystery through the whole thing, who he is, what he was, just that he's omnipotent. Um, And then he hides in claw and takes advantage um captain america gets his shield back um the beyonder yeah captain america shield i think this is the first time we've ever seen that and uh you know chris i was looking it up and maybe you have the answer um by the way that's uh hold on hold on leo that's doom's action figure costume to sell toys yeah horrible horrible um but the, and, by the way, I believe this is the very first time Captain America's shield has been damaged in battle was in the story. Right. Um, but where do Claw and Doom get transferred from there? Like, when is the next time they're saw? I tried to Google okay. it. I was so looking Doom, up the history, right. but I could not find it. Long story short, Doom was killed by Terex the Tamer, the Herald of Galactus, and he is still dead at this point. So he goes back to being completely dead. This is Doctor Doom from a different time period in the Fantastic Four history. Ah. So, uh, but however, before he died, he transferred his consciousness inside a passerby, and that passerby is walking around with Doom's consciousness in the back of his head. And the uh, Doom bots over at Castle Doom kidnap uh, Doom's ward and stick him in a machine, and he's got another copy of his memories, and they stick it in this like twelve-year-old boy's head. So this twelve-year-old kid thinks he's Doctor Doom, and the real Doctor Doom is like walking around with some co- subconscious in his head. 
And it's in an issue of Fantastic Four. They explain the whole thing because the guy goes home to his like wife and kid, and his wife is just like, "What's wrong, honey?" And he's like, "Bah, woman, you now not know the ways of doom." And she's like, "What are you? Who?" And he's like, "Oh, nothing." Um, like he lives a suburban lifestyle to hide the fact that he's still alive now, living in this suburban dude's head. Uh, he also back he back talks to uh, Aunt May because she asks him what's going on. He calls her a old cur. <laughs> Uh, but all's well that ends well. Dooms get gets his body back and comes back to life. Right. right. So um, <laughs> never mind the fact that a twelve year old boy is now permanently uh, embodied with the memories and thoughts and feelings of Doctor Doom for the rest of his life. <laughs> right. And, uh, and 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 ending though, I was I was all ready to give it. I thought I was definitely going to give it five crowbars, which is of course is the highest amount of crowbars that you can give. Um, but with the lackluster ending, which I had forgotten. Where you know Molecule Man takes the hero, the villains back to Earth, and uh, Reed Richards finds a way to transport all the heroes back to Earth, and Ben Grimm stays on the planet, and that's it—a whole year for nothing. Uh... All these great battles, interactions. Spider-Man gets his black costume. Birth of Titania. Volcana, finding the power of the Molecule Man. I mean, there was a lot of stuff that they jammed in this for this really lackluster ending. So I, I, well, it, I mean, it brings it down to four crowbars. Four crowbars. Okay. The the thing with Spider Man, yeah, that's the biggest long lasting thing because of the you know multi million dollars that we have of Venom. But um, the the thing with Johnny, with the thing staying on Battle World, would have long term ramifications for the Fantastic Four all the way into the nineties which I think is a really big deal because it was revealed that Johnny did not marry Alicia Masters. He married a Skrull impersonating Alicia Masters that was supposed to be, uh, you know, to sleep with Ben Graham or whatever. But, um, and that, you know, that, that, that's a long standing fantastic four story that went on for years. And yes, it's a retcon that she was, a she was, an, she was an alien scroll the whole time, but um, it still had long lasting ramifications to the fantastic four. It was their 30th anniversary special, by the way, that it was revealed uh, because the puppet master detected detected what was wrong. And then um, the first issue is, uh, so I married a scroll and has Johnny losing his Nova Blast on uh, a uh, force field protected uh, Lyja scroll. (laughs) Because he's like flipping out because he does not understand, you know what I mean? Because she basically raped him. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And then she's like, but Johnny, I'm also carrying your child. <laughs> so uh, what what would you give uh, the complete Secret Wars Chris out of five? I, 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 I guess I'd give it a five. Okay. That shot right there is fantastic of all our hero characters. Yes, I, I yes, I love this final battle. Yeah, and uh, it is it is great. And the last page is when we see uh, What's-Her-Name show up in the Fantastic Four uniform. She-Hulk. Yeah, which is my favorite part. And and there was a there was a there was a Fantastic Four series that followed the Tim Sale movie, at least the first one. So before the Silver Surfer, and uh, using a lot of the elements from that, it was very anime-ish styled, but it was also very funny. There's an episode of that where Hulk thing uh, loses uh, Ben loses the ability to become the thing, and She-Hulk takes over for an episode. So I was going to ask you, Chris, and actually, yeah, I didn't notice it before. She Hulk in the Fantastic Four costume. Um, 
So is Ben just gonna sit there on a rock and I'm <laughs> I guess there's all the aliens that got transported there, right? <laughs> yeah, but he, he shed the rock, you know. That must been you know, how long was he was he Ben Grimm? I mean, uh there's the thing is I never read the thing book that took place during Secret War or after Secret Wars while he was just kind of hanging around on the planet. It's like were there still the people from Detroit that the Beyonder transported there with 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 Spider Woman and the two women that Doctor Doom you know manipulated their DNA to become Titan and Volcana? No, Molecule Man took that city, that entire city of Detroit. Oh, he brought it back. Okay, yeah. all right, that's right. Okay, I was gonna say what happened. I'm sure there were people. There was some buildings that got transported <laughs> that were like, what the hell? Yeah, there, there, well, there had to be more because uh, as they were describing it, is uh, the Beyonder took pieces of planets from all over the place. So right. And there was the aliens, like Zaji's yeah. people and stuff. So right. what happened with the X-Men when they transferred and you had that explosion? What what happened afterwards? I'd have to figure out what issue of the X-Men this is interacting with. Okay. Because they just uh, say, oh, that didn't look good. This Again, this was after Professor Xavier had the use of his legs back. So I think... And, uh, because he shows up in the wheelchair, but then he's able to walk on the planet. Oh, we lost Chris. Uh-oh. Okay. Um, okay, so he gave it a uh, five crowbars. Right. And uh, Like the lackluster ending. Yeah. I'm going to say, I mean, I find it kind of, I know the energy made wishes come true at the end, and I found that really cheesy. You know, Captain America kind of like uh, right. hitting his shield back. Yeah, he kind of like wishes his shield back and it comes back. Um, I, I'm with you. I'm going to go. Actually, I'm going to go a little lower. I'm going to give it 3.8 crowbars. So I'm going to shave, shave a little bit off. <laughs> OK, all right. So you enjoyed it. It was a big buildup. But then at the very end, you were disappointed. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, like we were talking about earlier, um, the last battle with all those creatures was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. definitely some big splash pages there and it's uh yeah it, it had some good story but i think they tried to shove too much into it right yeah and then again with little payoff like if i was reading this as a kid and i was collecting it for an entire year i would say what the fuck just happened <laughs> yeah <laughs> well i think they were uh counting on the fact that our little minds couldn't kind comp- comprehend of the, the uh the big failure and just like what really they just went home and everything's okay (laughs) that's strange yeah uh so uh i know chris has some uh shipping to do his uh vlada book uh is shipping today so he's congratulations to him yeah totally uh and uh yeah we'll have to make sure um i'll have to make sure i order a copy if i didn't already i might have already i can't remember I know. I don't even know what it's about. Do you know what it's about? Uh, it's a, a female vampire, I believe. Oh. Yeah. So we talked about doing next week um, three jokers, right? Right. Okay. So we'll be doing that next week. Thanks for joining the discussion this week. Next week, we're going to be talking about three jokers. And if you want to learn more about what we're going to be talking about next, make sure you head on over to our Facebook page and information in the show notes uh, down below or up above, depending on where you're watching or listening to us. And it's Splash Pages, the comic book club. And we have, I think we have uh, uh, just about 200 members now. So a lot of awesome people talking about awesome comics. Make sure you join us there. And we're going to be doing a bonus episode 
Uh, look for our podcast. Uh, there will be a bonus episode posted shortly. Thanks for listening. Thank you.